Welcome to More Business, More Life podcast. I'm your host, Steve Napolitan. This show is for C-level executives, entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, and speakers who have found success, but they don't have the life that they want. On this weekly show, we're going to be talking about business skills to have more business while we design our ideal life and have more life, more business, more life without sacrifice. Welcome to the show. Welcome to More Business, More Like podcast. And today my guest is Rhett Aselar, and he's got two businesses, Historic Prints and Globe Warehouse e-commerce stores. And we're going to talk about over a decade of e-commerce businesses, ups and downs, crises, even currently what's going on and how do you keep thriving? Because even during one of the biggest crises in, in decades, he's actually able to keep his business going. So we're going to talk about all of that and more. Thanks, Red, so much for being on the on the show. Thanks for having me, Steve. It's uh, it's actually my pleasure. This is going to be a treat because you and I have known each other a long time, and yep. this whole show, more business, more life, is kind of the epitome of our relationship. Because you know, uh, both you and I, both of us, have seen our ups and downs during the time that we've known each other now mm-hmm. over a decade, and to be in a place now where we truly can have more business and more life. I've been wanting to share your story for a long time now, so I'm so I really am grateful to have you on the show and and really do. So I guess maybe to start there is like how you've designed your life to be a father, to be a husband, and yet still be a businessman. Like if you, to give the audience a quick synopsis of, of where you are right now. I guess to, to sum it all up, it, it's been an evolution, really. It's, um, you've seen me, yeah, it's been uh, over a decade, actually. We met about 12 years ago. Yeah. And um I don't know where should we start, Steve. Well, yeah. Well, you know, I look at it this way. Uh, I know there's so much, so the mind yeah. is full. But I remember when when I had met you, you were with a different startup, and then that didn't work out. And then yeah. when we reconnected and we really took off with our, you know, with where we went, and and uh, you know, as I started to help you with your business, it was mm-hmm. when I just remember you were in in the basement of, of that basement. house, yeah. and started this e-commerce business. And I think we could pick that apart, but I kind of want to start with where things are now, just to give people a little light. So now you are, you're mostly a, a father and yep. you're kind of like a full-time father and a part-time entrepreneur, but yet still able to have an amazing uh, income and, and a life and basically be able to do that uh, and, and basically be successful. That's why I say this is the epitome of more business, more life. You're, you're, yeah. You have both. You have more business than you've had before yeah. uh, and you have more life than you had before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it was by design. It was definitely by design. Um, and, uh, you know, with your help, with some of the advice that you gave in our early days of our, you know, our coaching uh, client relationship, I was working in the basement and uh, servicing local businesses with physical goods. And you were there during my transition to take things online and not have to deal with basically to scale the business and not have to be there in person for every single sale. Uh, and, and I think, and I do remember the time where we started to talk about designing our life and then the business around it. And it was hard for me to grasp that because everything was business first and then life, then you build your life around it. So I really, it was a real paradigm shift for me to think of it, to flip it and think about, okay, how, how do I want my life to be? And how do I start to build my business around that. So it's, so once we did that, once we started that exercise, I was able to slowly, it doesn't happen overnight, but evolve the business into the way it could, the way it could be right now where I could work part-time as an entrepreneur and a full-time father, which is amazing. It's it's so awesome, and you're right. It's that's why you said it's by design, and it truly is. And 
And I had the same realization and then I was able to show you it, but I do know it's hard for people to digest because we've pretty much been trained. We've been brought up like you got, what's your career? What are you going to do? How are you going to make money? And all these things take the precedence mm -hmm. when the, then, then what happens is we think that, and I saw this with too many people and then including myself where I would make a, a big chunk of money or I'd see other people become really wealthy and then they were completely unhappy and they built a treadmill mm -hmm. and they're running on a treadmill that they no longer wanted to be on. And then it's really scary to get off because you kind of built this life around it. So then that's mm -hmm. when I started saying, well, what do I want? And I think that's what came back to the question for you. It's like, well, what do you want? Because mm -hmm. we do know you and I are both creative people. We can build business. So how the hell do we want to build it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this is amazing that you have, you know, a part-time entrepreneur and, and a, and a full-time dad. And most people have the opposite, right? Like being an entrepreneur, they say, oh, you know, I've heard people say, if you're not working 80 hours a week, you're not an entrepreneur. Like people actually say this. And then here you are having a really, uh, you know, successful uh, business. And I don't know if you want to say uh, exactly what that is, but there's multiple commas involved and you've done <laughs> really well, right? And, um, and you are doing this part. So this is a reality. And that's why, you know, I want, that's why I think it's, I think partly we have like a little bit of a responsibility to share these things because you and I both, I know in your heart, you, you want to help other people have this and it's all comes down to beliefs. Cause you're kind of saying what I just heard you say, just to reiterate is that you had this paradigm shift. You, you know, you flipped it and it was, you know, through some outside force. It was like me saying, Hey, Rhett, what if we design your life and then build your business around that? And it was like, what, what are you talking about? I, you know, usually it's the other way around. And, so just by us sharing your story, it's a blessing to other people because it's not just me sharing it. Now you're sharing it. It's like proof um, that other people are doing this. So then thereby the belief can be stronger for other people. You know, so I guess when you look at designing your life, like, okay, you know, so yeah, Steve, so uh, I do it. remember the, that watershed moment. It was when you told me I need to know my numbers and you had asked me if I had uh, my books in order and I told you, no, it's a complete mess or I didn't have anything. And so you said, the first thing I need to do is to the copy of QuickBooks and to start to enter in my sales and expenses. And so that's the first thing I did. So I think for any entrepreneur, you know, and, and if you're a, whether you're a, a wannabe entrepreneur or an entrepreneur just getting started or even an experienced entrepreneur, most entrepreneurs just want to go, 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 go. You know, they just want to sell, 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 or they want to, you know, build. Um, they want to work on everything except for the numbers. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wants to do the numbers, right? So to stop, to enter in, um, you know, do some of that, that dirty work uh, and put in the numbers, I could see, okay, where are my sales coming from? How much am I spending? And that started to build a map, okay? And then I could see, okay, here's where I'm at and this is where I wanna go. So that's number one. You need to have your books in order, period. Okay. It, 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 may, it makes so much evidence of what to do because then when you are that go, go, go person, you can go, go, go in the right direction because if you go, 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 and then you hit a wall yeah. and then it hurts financially, you know, yeah. I do remember that when you and I worked together and we created a dashboard that evolved yeah, over like the right. eight years that we worked together yes. and that dashboard really yes. shows you just like a car, right. it just shows you like, am I out of gas? Right. Do I need more gas? Do we need more oil? Are we going yeah. good? And, and even now it's like how, you know, look at our new cars. Now it has tire pressure gauges and all these right. gauges, right? So right. we know like what's going on. And if you and know what's going on, then you can actually have the dream that you're having right now. Yeah. You can actually look at your dashboard, know the health of your business, Yep. And then know that you can go outside with your with your son and play yep. because you yep. know the business. And then you also can see, oh, no, what happened there? And right. then you can pull out emergency phone calls and say, hey, we got a hole in the tire. Let's right. fix this. You know, so, so, so it was yeah. one step at a time. It was, okay, enter in my sales, enter yep. in my, my expenses. Now build the dashboard. And so with that, we started to track what stores, our online stores, are doing what 
and uh, we started to build other metrics that would help us make good business decisions. So yeah, and and we started to break it down. We didn't do it all at once. No. Uh, this was an evolution. Uh, we started to add, okay, well, now we've got this metrics, metric down. I mean, even after a year, let's start to track this. And that would also help, yeah. you know, yeah. make some good business decisions. So yeah, I mean, I think that, I think the number one thing and it sucks. I know. I hate doing it. I mean, <laughs> I have to put on techno music when I'm looking at numbers to keep me awake. Uh, you know, it's... <laughs> you know, and, it and my, now you have people helping thing. you. And now you have people helping you, right? I so do. we get bookkeepers and all that. But at the beginning, I remember the beginning when you were in that basement, it was you. Like you literally entered every uh, bit in there, was making your own P&L until yeah. we had enough revenue to get a bookkeeper. Right. Yep. Yep. Then I was able to afford a full-time bookkeeper. Yep. Yeah. And then it, the reward is that much greater because you like don't want yeah. to, to do this. But it's one of those things. Yeah. It's, uh, it's so important to know mm -hmm. what's going on because then we have the business information to make the decisions. Yeah. And, and it's, it's important. Even if it's ugly. I mean, even if it's ugly, you just have to know, you know, and it's not going to always be pretty. Um, but that's how you know, that's how you are able to determine what you need to fix. You know, some people want to put their head in the sand and not, and not see the reality of their business. But um, yeah, number one. Yeah. You know, just one story popped in my head, right? When you said that. I had another client that uh, was like, I'm terrible at my books. And I'm like, and I was doing the same thing I was doing with you, right? I was like, we got to look at the books. We got to look at the books looked at the books. The books were immaculate. It was like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Like I was thinking the worst cause he told me I, and, yeah. but the numbers were ugly. Yeah. They were not, they were negative. It was not the numbers you wanted, mm -hmm. but I was like, your books are great. Mm. You're tracking everything. Great. Mm. What we don't like is your business. Mm. Like we need to change the business, but see, but then yes. we were able to change it. And now that that person that I'm talking about is, is, has a, a million dollar business. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and, um, yeah. and, you know, just able to buy the house of his dreams yeah. recently before this. And, you know, it's, you know, those things, those stories come from us knowing and tracking and, you know, many entrepreneurs have said this before business people is that what is not measured cannot be, you know, grown. Like if you, if we, if we want to grow something or we want to improve something, then we got to know where we're starting and then where do we want to go? And then, you know, when we, you and I did that exercise, what become apparent was I, it, it just to shed some more light because I don't like to be vague. Like sometimes I like to get, you know, granular on this show because I want to help people. But how did we know what to track? I would ask you questions. I'd be like, okay, well, what's most important? What right. gives us our highest profit? How can mm -hmm. we increase profit? And mm -hmm. then we started tracking what would tell us the answer, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what stores were most profitable and uh, where do we, where do we start to focus our resources in terms of our human resources, you know, time, energy, money. And it, and it worked out, it worked out great. Now I did take my eye off the ball. I mean, there was a period where I took my eye uh, and really didn't look at, um, I mean, I, I'll have to admit, you know, with all this freedom, I remember in 2017, the machine was running. I mean, the machine was running. My, I mean, I was my best year ever. I worked maybe really, literally um, the four-hour work week. I mean, and I was bored. Uh, it, was, it was the perfect timing because my son was just born in late October, um, in late 2016 in October. And so I took 2017 just, just to cruise. Now, cruising is good. Cruising is good. And I had set up my company to cruise well, but I didn't keep my, I, I, I took my eyes off the dashboard a little bit too long and too much. And so things got off course. So um, 2018, I, I had to uh, refocus, look at the numbers. Um, yeah. And I uh, had a little had some bumps in the road, but, uh, got back on track. Um, thankfully I had to make some adjustments, but you know, that's, that's entrepreneurship. You know, you're going to, you're going to find bumps in the road. Uh, and that's another thing. It's not going to always be smooth. I mean, um, you know, in, in, in business, um, you know, especially, uh, when you have your own business, I mean, you are, there's going to be curveballs, things that you don't expect. And, uh, and it's going to always come at you. You just have to, uh, 
you have to be resilient. Uh, you have to um, not panic and you have to adapt when necessary and uh, keep moving forward. So I started, um, so I'm, I'm in e-commerce now and I've been in e-commerce for the last 10 years and it has evolved so much, so much. All these different marketplaces from Amazon, eBay, um, Walmart, um, and, and just the way the consumers, uh, consumer behavior, how they, how they shop. I mean, this is everything's so fluid, changing policies are changing. I mean, you really have to be on top of, uh, your business and, uh, and your industry, and you have to be ready to adapt and change. And, uh, and especially in, in this industry that I'm in e-commerce has changed so much. And, um, yeah, and no matter what industry you're in, you just have to be ready to uh, adapt and and change and uh, and handle the adversities that can and will come. And and it goes hand in hand with what we've already been talking about because basically once we set up that dashboard, we're able to see the things quicker. So it's kind of like having better headlights on your car when you're in the fog. You know, like you can see or you have fog lamps, you can switch those on. We're able to see those things quicker. And then sometimes when we you know put it on cruise control a little too long, and then we're yeah. like, oh crap, there's a bumper coming up. And you know, so there are you like you had that moment there. But I guess I'm just bringing it to to right now. The, right now we're recording this while we're during a crisis and that's happening right now. And I think this is really potentially evergreen because how many crises have you gone through in the last 10 years? Mm -hmm. I remember several mm -hmm. of them. Sometimes mm -hmm. it was because of an economic situation, sometimes because of a business decision, mm -hmm. but, but we're able to make through that. And, you know, maybe even just speaking to that for a moment, like right now, like we went through a global change um, we're just so everyone knows we're recording this. Well, what was called COVID-19, like maybe you're listening to this in the future and you're hearing this and you're like, Oh, what was that? Well, you can look it up. Um, <laughs> but, but the reality is that it happened. And, and you, when I called you, I've called mm -hmm. a lot of my clients and friends and I'm like, how are you doing? And you're like, okay, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Mm -hmm. You were ready to make the change. And I think, you know, the last yeah. 10 years was like the warm up for this. And yeah. so maybe share uh, you know, whatever details you feel like sharing, but I mean, share like the process that just occurred in your mind in the last like eight weeks. I'm trying to get into like where my mind was, but I think when the crisis hit, I was just, um, you know, when, when, the, when the, the crisis started to build, the scare started to build, the information was coming out that it was jumping from China to Italy and now into the U.S. and it's coming. I mean, they're announcing school closures and uh, business closures. Um, it was kind of a, I, I don't know what kicked in, but maybe it was a flight, fight or flight type of moment for me. But I, I just started working, working on my business more than ever before. Like how, how am I ready? Like the world is going to change. Am I going to be ready? you know, for this change that's coming up. So I, I got into my business. Um, I, you know, my numbers were affected. My sales were affected. I mean, I think that everybody um, across the country, I mean, I, I sell goods, um, a variety of goods um, online and to um, customers um, all across the U.S. I think the widespread panic had caused everybody to stop. So my sales had really just stopped and I didn't know how long it would last. And so I was kind of, um, I was like, okay, uh, what's going on and, and how do I, how do I, you know, make sure I s survive through this. And so I, I just got in, um, and, um, yeah, and started just working, um, more than ever. And in those first two weeks, I think with what I did, um, actually I know, with me digging in and um, making some adjustments, I started to see my sales climb back up. And then within a few weeks, um, higher than before. <laughs> so, so it was pretty exciting. And yeah, and so now um, my sales, uh, and, and it's due to a number of factors, um, you know, internal and external. 
um, and uh, business wise, but, um, but yeah, I, I, uh, we are, uh, we're now having some of our, our best, uh, weeks. Um, and I take it week by week right now, uh, but we're having some of our, our best weeks as a company right now. Um, especially for different, uh, for yeah, different categories. And I have to break it down to categories because, you know, with, um, uh, coronavirus, there's actually phases that was, that was happening uh, when it came to the, um, what was selling online. I don't know if you guys track this. I mean, um, so in that first phase there, everybody was buying hand sanitizers online. So you could see like, I mean, if you look at some of the, the data that's out there, um, that I, or I get it, uh, from some of the, uh, e-commerce groups, uh, that I'm, um, associated with, but hand sanitizers that first week was like peaking. The next week it was toilet paper. And then the week after that, after people were starting to stay home uh, and working, office furniture uh, was going up, uh, the sales of office furniture. Now we started, to, we have some of those items, so that was great for us. And so we, were, so we don't have toilet paper and hand sanitizer, so those first two weeks didn't really benefit us, but we do have some office furniture SKUs, and so... Um, we were selling some of those uh, computer equipment was also selling. And then on the, in the fourth week, people were starting to buy slippers. <laughs> people are buying like slippers, comfortable sweatpants, you know, they're like, okay, now they're getting into their routine and people are buying. So you're seeing this data and people are starting to buy like, you know, comfortable clothes for working at home. Um, and then, um, but you know, but office furniture that started to stay up and, um, you know, so across the board, like with other e-commerce um, sellers, there was it was it was volatile. Other other sellers that are e-commerce based were seeing these fluctuations, and they couldn't pinpoint like you know where it was coming from. I mean, they they couldn't predict what was going to be the next phase, and so it was hard to tell in these in these early days. But um, anyway, if you started to market your products for for what was to come in terms of consumer behavior, you could really ride the wave of this new normal or new abnormal, whatever you want to call it. Um, I heard about a company that sold um, a bunch of drone camera lenses um, or filters, drone filters. I don't know if you've ever had a drone or, or any, like if you're into photography, you know, these filters will help you take, I'm not, I'm not a photographer, but um, anyway, they, there's these drone filters. This company, their least selling skew were these, you know, those selfie lights, those ring lights. And they just like, this was just, this, this is their least sold skew. And, and when people started to use Zoom more, the sale of their drone filters went down and their number one seller was this selfie light. And then so they had created ads and they, or adjusted the title of, of their product listing saying Zoom light, <laughs> you know, or yeah. And, and they just, and uh, changed some wording on their website and, and they've had some of the greatest sales um, ever. And, and that's just an example of a, how a company had, uh, well, you know, they were, they were somewhat lucky um, that they had that in their product, but, but then they made some adjustments and adapted and then they saw the market and um, yeah, they're probably going to be riding this uh, that way for a while. Cause I don't, I don't, see i mean I, I people are gonna be working home more now i mean that's one thing that's um i think that it was moving towards that way but there was a step function um a step change function that that happened uh and now um even as you know if they if they do come out with a vaccine i still i i, I believe that people are still going to be working home more this has been the great work from home experiment. So let's pause real quick and take a break and we'll be right back. I just wanna give a big shout out to Pro Audio Voices. They help me with all of my podcasts 
And Becky and her team are just amazing. I've known them for years, even before I started my podcast, and that's why she was my go-to, because not only does she help me sound great and produces the podcast so it's easy for me, I can do what I do best. I do the speaking and the interviewing, and then they do all that background work to help get the podcast out there in the right way with the highest quality. But on top of that, what makes it most critical to me, for those of you that know me, wow, clients are important, wow, relationships are important, and working with Becky and her team is definitely wow. I get an amazing experience, I get to work with amazing people, a lot of love and hugs, let's put it that way. So if you wanna work with great people and you wanna get a podcast out and you wanna let go of all the technology and the way that it's recorded so you can do what you do best, then you definitely wanna get a hold of Pro Audio Voices, and it's proaudiovoices.com and you'll be able to reach Becky and her team and be able to let go of all that stuff so you can do what you do best and then delegate the rest. Even for myself, like I've been working from home for years now. And so a lot for me has not changed, but I did notice a difference. Like I've been working more hours because I, like you, am changing my business through this time. And so I'm doing that. But then I also still maintained all my family time. And I'm like, how did this happen? And then I remember, oh, well, I didn't get on this plane. I was supposed to go there. Uh, even just little things like going out here or there. You, anytime you get in your car, you end up spending an hour. So mm. like I haven't been doing as many even yeah. little trips. You know, so I started adding all that up. And then you're like, whoa, that's why I have all this extra time. So I've actually been able to work more and have more time with my kids well, all this is going on and make significant changes in my business. But everything you just described is a willingness. To, it goes back to this whole theme. I guess we're starting to build a theme here on this, on this, uh, on this talk, but it's tracking what's going on. Cause that's what you just said. You're tracking on the phases that were going on. Mm -hmm. And then if you, if your business was able to some businesses, they didn't have anything like if you're so niche in a retail segment that has gone down, mm. then you completely have to reinvent your business, which you can do. And businesses have done that. But where you can do a pivot where you have, like even you said, you have office you know, furniture skews mm -hmm. that you were able to say, oh, let's put our emphasis on that. Or like this, this story you're talking about where they're photography selling drone filters to then the selfie light. They had that in their inventory. They were mm -hmm. able to... To, to pivot. But ultimately what we're coming down to is tracking what's going on and mm -hmm. then be willing to read the data. And it goes back to like a thing that you just said a little bit ago was like, even when it's ugly. So like, yeah, it could look ugly. And like you said, your sales were down, but you didn't go, you know, sit on the couch and get depressed. And even if you did take a hit, like we all do, there's moments where I'm like, oh, oh, you know, like that doesn't, mm -hmm. this doesn't feel good. But then you said, okay, deep breath what new decision can I make? Yeah. So how do you do that? Like, cause I mean, I know you've gone through this process, but you, and you've done it a number of times and maybe it wasn't as fast. I think, you know, you think about the last 10 years, you've had a lot of, Oh crap. Right. And then it's like, okay, now what? And maybe there was some days where you were depressed. I know I've had it, where I have admit, you know, look, I don't, I've never fallen into like a deep depression that I'm aware of unless my mm -hmm. friends would have told me, but <laughs> maybe my friends haven't told me, but you know, well, your energy is so, so up here, Steve, so high that when it's just normal, they're like, Steve's depressed. Yeah. No. I know it does happen. They're like, are you okay? No, I just got to whisper because my kids asleep, you know, but, uh, but I guess what I'm getting at, maybe this is something that you can answer to, like, if you could slow it down for a moment, like if you pinpoint, like what goes through your mind, you're like, oh crap, this is happening. And then how do you reset or does it automatically happen now? Do you automatically go, okay, what am I going to do? Or do you have like a moment where you're like, oh crap. And then you switch out of that. Or is it almost automatic at this point? Well, I just have to do something. Okay. Even when I don't know what I need to do, I, I, I do something, I start to tinker, and that leads me down a path. I don't know if that's kind of what you're asking, but that's my method. Well, no, that's it, because everyone has to have a path. Yeah, so what do you mean by tinker? Like, what does that look like? I just do something. If I have something on my mind, so some people get hung up on trying to do things perfectly, and my motto is, done is better than perfect, right? Yep. So even, yep. you know, some people spend so much time researching, like how to, list a product online or what's the perfect product just just go find something and list and you'll learn from there and, and you can and make I, some money while you're doing it someone, someone might buy <laughs> yeah i one of the things that um so here's another product i mean you'll see 
those who, I mean, this is a podcast, so they won't be able to see, but behind me um, on my wall, you'll see some wall art and it's of um, historic maps. And I've always, I've been selling this for years. You know, some people would think that this is a discretionary item, a discretionary purchase. It's a, a necessary, but one thing that you'll notice, whether if you're watching TV or zoom calls, Everybody has something behind them, right? You have a piece of wall art there. Giovanni has some some books behind him. I don't see any wall art, but uh, you know, there's wall art behind me, and I'm on like, you know, I'll watch some of the different networks, um, and you'll see these people having Zoom calls from their home now, and they'll have wall art, and uh, so people are dressing like the selfie light wall art. People are dressing up. I'm, my sales are going up on this, what you would think, this discretionary, like, art. Why are people buying art? Well, I think that they're, my sales are up. I have an idea that people are dressing up their, their Zoom background. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I don't know what led me down there, but these are just things. And, and, and sometimes you just don't know if and when. I mean, you can't predict the future. You have to do something. So I started, okay, so so I'm going back to what did I do? Well, I started to list more. So Steve, when 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 you and I talked when this crisis, a little bit after this crisis hit and, and we had talked, I told you, hey, I'm working more than ever. I'm, I'm, you know, one of the things I'm doing is I'm just listing. I'm just, I'm listing. And one of the things I was listing uh, was um, this uh, historic, uh, these reproductions of historical maps and uh, sales. Uh, I'll tell you sales have doubled from last year right now. D- doubled yeah. right now doubled. during a crisis, during a crisis. Yeah. yeah. I believe that you have so much energy and tenacity to do this because you've had so much time too. think about it. You haven't been in the yeah. grind. If you're in the grind, cause some people are crashing at home on their couches because they've been grinding and uh, grinding. And now this is a big vacation, yeah. but you know what? You've been living a vacation and I feel uh, this way too. So it's okay that we're working a bit more and we're building another business and we're helping people. So I just have to say that out loud. Cause I was just thinking it, you know, it's like you have this extra energy cause you've built it into your, into your life. Honestly, that that uh, motivated me to knowing that some people are sitting. This is my opportunity to just race and get ahead. Yeah. Um, I saw opportunity here. To be honest with you, I mean, some people saw a crisis and um, and you know doom and gloom, and and I really do feel for a lot of the businesses out there that don't have that. You know, that were really trying to you know fix or. Uh, just react to trying to save their business that wasn't prepared for for and nobody was really prepared for this. But yeah, I, do I feel think for the I restaurants think, out there. Oh my gosh! All yeah. the small businesses. I mean, this is you know we're all entrepreneurs here. These are my people. You know, uh, I feel like right. Well, and you know, one thing Rhett to say on that too is, and and to continue this conversation is that I it matters who you are because some of the restaurants around here started doing like deliveries and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. And they, and they made it work. I have one client that is an event business, all the events stopped and he just closed a week ago, uh, his second biggest client ever transferring wow. their, their full event into a virtual event wow. that they're taking over a drive-in movie theater and they're having events there where people come in and they give a, uh, the thing and it hasn't been used in five years, the drive-in. So they're like retrofitting that they're already doing it for graduations, high school. They're having the high school graduation at the movie theater so that everyone stays a separate, you know, and like, but way to think different. And they're not only surviving, they're thriving. Opportunity, you know, my friend, there's lots of opportunity out there. Oh, so much opportunity. And it's all, it can be all with compassion. We're not saying here, let's go gobble up uh, on someone else's problem. You know, we're actually solving problems and then, and then people are happy to pay for those problems to be solved. And so I think, you know, like there are events that have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars and then to have it be canceled. Mm. What if you can convert that to virtual and someone was there to hold your hand through that? What if, what if you're, what the other thing, if you're bringing up the aesthetics of our house, you know, I've been hearing from people they're just, even if they're not using it for their Zoom call, they just never were living at their house. Right. They were working so much. They're at home and they're like, this place sucks. Right. I was talking to a real estate agent that I also helped 
and they have people calling right now and they're like, this is the first time I've actually been <laughs> in my house this much. I hate this house. I want to sell it. <laughs> you know, so, so like, that too, and, that too. And probably I'm sure that that's, I haven't been able to interview uh, my, my customers, but yeah, I'm sure that some for zoom calls, some are just like, Oh my God, my house is like a wreck. I need to like dress this up. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> you, know, you know, but you're helping. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, I get so excited. Like I get so excited really when I think about, you know, when I, I said opportunity, there really is. And I think that this whole thing, what's been happening, there's a silver lining behind this, um, coronavirus COVID-19. And that's, I believe that in a lot of ways, the playing field is even and this new frontier of what people are going to be doing, right? I think that that the world is has changed, and a lot of it is here to stay. I think that um, we will work back towards our old normal, but there's going to be definitely like some things that we abandon, some things that are going to be new, some things we keep. There's going to be a new normal, and there's just so much opportunity. There is. And, uh, you know, so I love those stories of these businesses and, and entrepreneurs that are finding ways to grow and thrive and meet these opportunities that are out there, create these new opportunities yeah. that are out there. And well, uh, someone, someone told me once, Rhett, that, you know, business, if you look at it one way, and it's something I've been teaching my kids too, they're like, well, what is business that? Well, how do you want to help people? What problem are you mm. going to solve? And yeah. it could be entertainment. It could be wall art. All those are problems. Some are yeah. smaller, some are bigger. But one person told me, I can't remember who it was who said this, but the bigger the problem you solve, the the more revenue comes from that. You know, and if if you think about it, it's absolutely true. Like, the bigger the problem that people are having, the more they're willing to pay to get rid of it. Yeah. And ultimately, large and small, what are we doing? Hopefully what we're doing, like, because I've even had people say, I can't do business right now. I need to give, uh, you know, virtual hugs. And, and yes, you should. You should be sending love and you should be making sure everyone's okay. But then I ask them, I say, well, was your business hurting people? Does your business take away from people's lives? Like, really? And they're like, no, what are you crazy? I'm like, well then why, what does it do? Does it help people? Yes, it does. This is how we help people. Okay, great. Then why would you stop? Yeah. Why, why, why right. would you stop? Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like yeah. right now I help businesses. That's part of my life, especially right now for me. Like, why would I stop? If you're selling a product and right now online, uh, shopping is, is not just, um, a luxury. It's like a must. It's, yeah. We've had to move everything to online. You know, luckily we already did online shopping, so it was easy for us to migrate. But there some are some people, people. Some people have never shopped. They still have held out, but this had forced them. Yes. Like, oh my god, uh, you can really buy, buy what online. you want. Yeah. No. The, and, I, then, it, and, it's, and, it's and so then you're helping there people. Are some people out there who had never, still before pre-COVID, had never shopped online, but there are people. And yeah, this had brought more people you know, to online shopping for sure. Yeah. So you're helping more people. And then, so that's where the opportunity comes, you know, you know, just to ground ourselves in what we're doing. Right. So if we can solve a problem, then we're, we're doing it. And then, you know, then going back to what we started this call with, if you track what you're doing, how can you help people better? What products, cause you haven't always sold the same products, like some things that were thought to be a good idea weren't and you got rid of them and then you're you're working on this like I know you're most excited about these historic prints right now mm -hmm. and maybe yeah. maybe just uh and that's and to give you a plug I know that's super cool what you're doing even that's what's behind you for those that are seeing the video when we promote this on YouTube you have your whole machine back there and you can basically reprint these historical maps yeah well first um these are historic maps um I have a team of des designers that um help work to restore and repair uh, and enhance some of these maps. So some of them have like folds, creases, or discoloration, blemishes, tears, stamps, and we fix that. And we try to, um, we fix it while keeping its historical character. Yeah, and these are the things that we sell. sell. So uh, they're beautiful, beautiful pieces of art that um, I think really, really add life to any space. I really believe in them. I love them. Yeah. Well, and then that's why <laughs> so, you do that. I think we yeah. all have to be passionate about what we do. I know that my family, uh, 
likes looking at maps more and more too, especially as we mm-hmm. travel, because then you can see, and then also how different parts of the world were depicted, even the, yeah. uh, the way that some maps were manipulated too. Like there's some out there, it's like they were even purposely made different continents look bigger. I mean, there's all kinds of crazy shenanigans that happen yeah, as well. Well, there's a story behind it. Yeah, there's definitely a story. There's a story behind each map. It's, it's amazing. And, and so I love um, coming across these new maps and then understanding the story behind it. It's, it's fascinating. Yeah, it really is. That's, that's awesome. And you know, this is where um, we're in a global audience now, you know, like years ago to have this business in a retail shop in a small town, you wouldn't make it because you, maybe you could sell a couple, but now you, you're global. There's a group of collectors that would want this. Mm -hmm. That's large enough for you to be able to run a million dollar business based on uh, one collectible, you know, and, and many people can do this. And now because that this is where the opportunity like that, that we get excited about the opportunity to be a global business mm-hmm. yeah. right now. Like one story for me, Red is like uh, about four weeks ago, we did our first virtual event. Cause you know me for the last decade, I've been speaking and doing live events and I realized how much of a dinosaur I've been that I haven't had more things digital. So it's even putting pressure on me right now. We did our event and get, get this during the meal break. I, we, I was having lunch with, with those that were here in California. Then we had people from Australia and they were having breakfast. And then the people in Puerto Rico that were in the class, they were having dinner. <laughs> so during the meal break, we literally had breakfast, lunch, and dinner at the same time. It was tr- it was. I've wow. had uh, people from all over come to California to come to the events, but this yeah. is the first time we literally yeah. were global. It was a global yeah. event. And, right. and, uh, you know, and that happened right now. Yeah. And I probably wouldn't have done that for another couple of years. Right. But this was always on your mind. I remember us talking about that and this yep. was part of your plan, but now you're forced into it. I mean, this is kind of, you know, this forced it. I mean, yep. again, I mean, there's a silver lining. I don't know. I mean, absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm grateful. Yeah. I'm very, very grateful. And we even have some past attendees that reattended yeah. and they told me it was as good, if not better. Yeah. And we're, and so we're acting as a company yeah. to do more of this. And so our yeah. next event uh, is also going to be virtual just because yeah. even though we might be in the clearing as the event starts, uh, I wanted to give everyone peace of mind to not have to worry about getting flights and all that. And so, so again, all of us are, that are, we're making pivots. And so I think, you know, just these yeah. stories now just remind you that here we're talking about a certain situation, but think of how many situations we had, whether the economy was good. Cause even look at, you just said you went through something in 2017, 2018 mm-hmm. economy was fantastic. Right. Yeah. And, and we still went through a, a, a personal and I've done that too. Yeah. You know, uh, my biggest crisis, what 2008, I, I went through some stuff. Of course I had revenue loss, all kinds of stuff. I somehow managed to hold on for four years. And then I took this opportunity to go to Australia and I thought that was going to be the thing to fill my, my coffers back up. Cause for four years, I, I never got to re get my savings or any of those things, but instead of helping me, it took me all the way out. So when everyone else was like into recovery, like 2012, 13 is starting to get good. That's when I finally collapsed. So like, you know, you never know when your own crisis is going to come. And I yeah. hope like from this stories that we've been telling, the stories we've been telling today is like, you know, number one, look at your business, even if it's ugly. And that's what I had to do when mm. everything collapsed on me. I had to say, okay, here's where I am. It's kind of like yeah. admitting this is the reality and yeah. then say, okay, now what would I like? Yeah. You know? Um, so it, it, you know, we're getting close to um, having to wrap up here. We have like a few more minutes, but if you, if we were to think um, just on this, because this has kind of been our theme, it's like, hey, look at what's going on in your business, then make the choices you want. And whether it's during regular business times or during crisis, uh, but what would you say as people start to examine their business and start to make new choices? Is there like a thing or two that you would recommend for like, you know, first step when they start looking at their business, this detail that we're talking about? Are we talking about people that want to jump into entrepreneurship yeah. that are maybe working for a company or people, people that are that probably listen to this are already entrepreneurs okay. or maybe, maybe they're about to jump in. But I think more of our audience are already entrepreneurs right. or executives and they, and they're looking how to have a better life. So maybe, you know, it's like, you know, as you've examined 
your your business you know like i guess actually you know what let me change the question now you got me thinking red thanks for asking me a question back <laughs> but you know when you think about it remember how i want to add something and then this will be a great way to end the show it's like mm -hmm. you know how we talked about one designing it around our life and then yeah. looking at the numbers one thing we didn't really talk about that we kind of did was i said how many hours do you want to work remember when i started asking you this and then yeah. i was like okay now we look at the data here's what revenue you'd like to make and it, it kind of makes like a math equation. Remember like the beginning of algebra? It's like, you know, X plus five yeah. equals eight. Now we know, okay, X is a three. So we kind of work backwards like that. It's like, okay, I want to work this many hours. I want to make this much money. So then yeah. what's the X that we have to do, right? So it kind of compartmentalizes. And then it doesn't mean like what you said, taking action is the most important thing. You know, we, we don't know. Sometimes we don't know as easy as that. Sometimes we don't know X is three, but we're like, it's better to try putting something in the spot of X than to yes. put nothing there. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. You know, so I guess in all of that, what I was looking for is if somebody only got to talk to you right now, let's say this mm -hmm. is the last time someone heard from you right now, Red, and then, mm -hmm. and they, they loved what we we're saying. Mm -hmm. If you could give a, if you were going to give one piece of advice mm -hmm. to someone, whether they're starting or they're in business already, if you have to pick one, go towards the one that they're already in business. Cause that's probably who's listening to this. Sure. What, what would be that one? Is there one nugget? Well, you know, people go into entrepreneurship for freedom, right? One thing that seems counterintuitive, for lack of a better word, is that structure creates freedom. So you need to plan your week ahead. Plan your next day. Set a block of time that you're going to work. And then stop when you're at the end of that time and then do what you want to do, whether it's spend time with your family, time with yourself, exercise. Give yourself that time that you want to work and do as much as you can within that time. Structure will give you that freedom that you want. That's my piece of advice. It's beautiful. I always say that, you know, sometimes we think of uh, freedom is that feather in the wind just blowing and there are times maybe where we want to actually have some time just to let loose but overall if we live our life as that feather then really do we have any control or choice of our life you're then the wind oh. really is taking control it becomes chaotic yeah and so yeah. really the idea is to have a plane so you can fly wherever you want yeah. right and you know basically be the bird yeah. not the feather be the bird not the feather so you could choose where to go and uh, it's beautifully said brother like it's yeah. structured freedom which is sounds like the biggest oxymoron and yeah, it's craziness. oxymoron that's the word i was looking for yeah an oxymoron <clears throat> I, I remember when i learned that word oxymoron i was like oh i'm going to remember that one you know like it's <laughs> It's uh, definitely a, a cool concept and it's so true here. The yeah. more you structure things, the more freedom you actually have. Yep. And that's pretty much what we talked about since the beginning of this. So it's just a great bookends yeah. to this because we talk about tracking and the things people think are the, the least sexy part of business actually yeah. give you the sexiness of the business because you've genuinely and 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 kudos to you brother like i know you gave me kudos for the coaching but i always tell people if i'm coaching you and you do the work this is a team effort and that's why you have the success you have because yeah i might have given you some guidance but i never took over flying the plane it was your plane i was the guy on the tarmac with the lights and just uh, hoping you not bang the wings and yeah. uh, and you did it and and you're still doing it and I have to say it was kind of like a, almost a parent moment when I did call you uh, weeks back when all this is going and I hung up, I've been making sure I've been concerned about everyone and all their businesses. And when I got to call with you, I wasn't concerned at all. I was like, Oh, <laughs> Red's good. It was like, it was like wow. a parent seeing their kid leave the house and they're totally okay. And they're going to take yeah. care of themselves. You, I believe in you, brother. You're always going to uh, take you. care of yourself. man. Thank you. Yeah. I, you know, in, um, you know, I, I, I really do love to, I love to, I love to build things. I love to work. I love to, you know, this is my business is my creative outlet, you know? And, you know, when I get bored with what some of the things that I'm doing on a regular basis, I go and experiment. That's, I think, I, I don't know if I said it earlier, but I tinker a lot, you know, with like, you know, new ideas and, you know, let me try to list that or I don't know, just, uh, you know, I try different things and uh, see, see where that may take me. So, 
you know, I think you've got us um, entrepreneurs have this natural, innate desire to create something. And so, you know, spend a little bit of time doing that and, uh, you know, reserve time in your, in your week, even a daydream and, you know, and, and play around and, and always, always be curious, always, always, you know, that you, ne- you never know where things are going to lead. And, and that's where a lot of my discoveries have been made. You know, some of the life-changing things like, oh, wow, I just kind of, I didn't know that this, this idea that I had and uh, would help me design, uh, you know, my business to take this big, you know, to pivot in this direction or create this new product line. Um, yeah, so. Which comes from that structure because you gave yourself freedom to daydream if somebody's just grinding out there right now, which you and I both know what that's yeah. like, yeah. then you don't have the freedom to daydream and then those big ideas get lost. And so, you know, it's beautiful. So I think, you know, all, uh, everyone out there listening, you know, give yourself space to, to dream. And, and that's why I like to meditate every day for me. That may not be, everyone may not sit and do that, but I like to do that because it gives me that time every day to just be with myself because Otherwise, sometimes I can be too much of a doer. Um, and so, and then if it's not meditation, you know, I gave, uh, you know, find some of the time. One of my friends from Australia who teaches meditation, he always says, if you don't like to meditate, just take longer showers because <laughs> in the shower, you're just going to think. But it's, yeah. but what I just heard you say, just to echo it, you know, to give yourself space. So this has been a yeah. beautiful uh, conversation, brother, to go from, you know, how we structure our businesses to be able to have the life we want, to ask the questions of what we want, to, to daydream and to be able to willing to morph, change, try things mm-hmm. and uh, look for the opportunity in any crisis and be able to, uh, you know, you know, you've not only helped many other businesses out there um, and even sharing the story helps other businesses, but you've also been able to you know, take care and raise your family and be an awesome husband and dad and, and run millions and millions of dollars of business over the years is a beautiful thing. And this is a gift. Thank you for sharing your story and being willing to be transparent and just have this conversation because, you know, more people need to know that there's a choice out there and and they can have it. So thanks so much for being on the show. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. This is my first podcast. So hopefully I didn't seem too nervous or choppy with my thoughts. (laughs) Well, thank you for being vulnerable and doing that. And, you know, I think some people might want some historic prints too. So we'll put your, uh, we'll put your website in the show notes. And if someone wants an awesome map, then they'll be able to get it. So uh, we'll do that for you, Rhett. I've got some beautiful ones. Yeah. It's, uh, (laughs) it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. All right. Thank you so much, brother. Yeah. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the More Business, More Life podcast. I hope you got value. And if you did, we have so many more things for you at stevenopleton.com. You'll be able to connect with us on social media. We are active. You can ask us questions. And then on top of that, I want to give you a really big gift. And it truly is. We want to give so much value. We have an offering. It's a program called Clear Path to Customers. It's the same way that we attract wow clients and only working with the right people, the people we want to. And it's transformed my business into millions more in revenue with the right people and my clients. And we're doing it absolutely free. So you can go to stevenopleton.com and grab that. You just got to put in your information. We'll send it to you promptly. And that again is on stevenopleton.com. I look forward to having you on the next show. Until then, remember, choose gratitude and create freedom. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.